It's six o'clock on the West Coast, nine o'clock on the East Coast, 2 p.m. in London. And in Malaysia, it's 1975. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. I'm really not. Good evening. Hey, uh, Chaotic Robot, wow, really early. Hello to you. Good to see you tonight. We are live on Facebook Live. I'm not wearing pants is the name of the page. Uh, Jay Sheldon on YouTube. And, of course, twitch.tv slash pants, which is where most of you are right now. And, yes, if you saw the title of the stream, I found and downloaded the original... Meridian 59. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, um, I'm not, I'm not going to play a whole bunch of it because I realized I haven't, I set it up. I created Yoshi 2 because my old screen name back when I was a beta tester, I think was Yoshi. Uh, Yoshi wasn't available anymore, so I made Yoshi 2. I know there's another game that has Yoshi as a character, one of those running... Mm, avoiding bombs things but it wasn't that it was just a Japanese name that I liked Mario yeah um, but it's it, the name is not connected to Mario in fact I never played Mario I probably should have anyway I set this up I made the character gave him all the stats and then I wandered around just in the main room and stepped outside into the courtyard you'll see that later and i realized how horrible i suck at this game i used to be so good and i can't even i can't even like move around much so it's gonna be a while god help me if i encounter a monster although it thinks i'm a brand new player which i kind of am so um yeah well <laughs> we'll get on to that in a little while um i'm not going to spend a lot of time there i will play it offline i will get a little more experience and then i will perhaps play Det oh my god ask Aspaz? Aspaz? Is that like an aspasm? Anyway, Detective Marillo, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great. Um, for those of you who don't know, one of the characters I played actually on camera, not just my voice, was um, Detective Marillo in Simulacra 2. Uh, if you check out that game, you'll actually see me playing the part of Detective Marillo. That was so much fun. I love doing that part. It was it was a blast. Uh, Invis Toby, hey, good to see you. Kiwi Little, hello. Uh, yeah, um, it's Thursday, and it is so freaking hot here. Last few days has been wicked hot normally around the time of chinese new year which is coming up next week next weekend i think um it gets warm around that time of year um hey thanks for the follow um it's just been unbelievably hot it's hot right now here in the studio it is boiling i've got the fan running and um, normally at the end of the day, we get a nice big thunderstorm and that cools things off. Today, nada. Not a spot of rain, not a thunderstorm, nada. So um, it's still hot, unbelievably hot. Um, I also finally, I don't think you can see it even on my other cam. No, you can't. <laughs> I ordered a desk lamp, so I have kind of a work light here so i don't have to turn all these on when i'm in here doing other stuff like my job during the day and um it, it, i think i told you this story it was reported as ship or packed when you when you order an item they they pack it then they ship it then it's in delivery then it's on its way to you well it 
was marked as packed, but the system thought it was shipped. So I tried to cancel because it was taking like two weeks. It was still not even on the way. So I tried to cancel. It wouldn't cancel because the system thought it was shipped. One month later, this stupid freaking light finally arrived. In the meantime, I had ordered another light, which is, again, I don't think you can see it. It's over here. Um, actually, this one's nice. I like this one. Uh, just a little working light thing. And it's a bar. It just hangs up there. Okay. Um, so I ordered that. It came in about four days. And uh, <laughs> this thing still had not arrived. So finally, it came. I gave them a crappy review online because they deserve it. So anyway, that's the name of that. Uh, very hot. Light came finally. Um, not much else has been really going on. I have a, a voiceover tomorrow afternoon. I'll be doing that from here in the studio. Uh, so it's good to at least be uh, working from home, but working nevertheless. Um, also, we had some amazing news last week, and that is this. Uh-oh, let me dump Skype because we don't need that. But, oh, yeah, I figured out how to put it Skype in the stream. <laughs> but don't call right now. In fact, I'm not sure I can take any calls on Skype tonight. So, um, yeah, this is the cool news that we got earlier this week. Our own Malaysia's own Nicole David was crowned the World Games' greatest athlete of all time, which is amazing. <clears throat> we have a number of world-class athletes from Malaysia, uh, including Dr. Uh, Lee Chong Wei in badminton. Um, but yeah, this was huge news and really, really uh, a cool thing that uh, Nicole David was crowned the, the GOAT, the greatest athlete of all time. Um, she, in fact, if I look at the article, it's from the star. Um, it talks about having been appointed. She's 37 years old. She's from Penang. Uh, and she got the honor after getting the most number of votes in the final round of 10 athletes after the worldwide poll closed 9 p.m. Malaysia time. The only Asian athlete shortlisted for the award. 318,945 votes. That's incredible. Uh, Tug-of-war athlete James Kehoe of Ireland. 113,000 over votes, like less than half. Powerlifter Larissa Soloviova, I believe, of the Ukraine with 80,790 votes. But uh, she kicked butt and took, took names. So uh, fantastic and a huge congratulations to Malaysia's own Nicole David. Um, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. We, we're very proud of her. Um, yeah, this was something I posted this morning. You don't have to worry about that. Awesome, oh, really sad news today. A friend of mine posted this. Now, if you happen to be in Malaysia, this will be important to you. Otherwise, it'll just be a sad story. This is not Miko, but it looks just like Miko. Well, Miko maybe about seven, six, seven months ago. Um, but this dog is missing in Klang here in Malaysia. Um, so if you want to check out my Facebook page, all the information, if you happen to see this dog in Klang, um, please let them know. Yes, our movement control order, us being under house arrest, has been, uh, has been extended. It's not a quarantine. You quarantine sick people. We're not sick. So basically, you're under house arrest. Um, shuttered two-thirds of small businesses in Malaysia, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's the headline from the Malay Mail. It's going to get worse, folks, I'm telling you. And yes, will Jay do a live stream tonight? The blue 
represents yes. The yellow represents also yes, but in yellow. <laughs> All right, enough of this foolishness. Um, cool. What else have we got going on? We have, uh, oh, by the way, the chapter tonight of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz is huge. It's really long, so I'm going to get to it a little early because um, it's going to take a while. So, yeah. Um, obligated Orb. Hey, nice to see you tonight. Oh, there is one more little thing that I posted on my Facebook. It's very cool. A lot of people are familiar with the Chinese lion dance. Um, I showed you the picture from my... Um, my my front house front of my house decorations of the big lion that i hung up out there but i didn't realize in japan wow that's loud let me crank it down a little bit in japan they also have a lion dance and it looks like this very weird very unusual and um it's just a single guy in this lion outfit, which has some resemblance to the Chinese uh, lion they use in lion dance. We'll just let that play for a little bit if I don't get a copyright strike on this music. <laughs> but it's very cool. There you go. Yeah, very cool. And that's me. All right. That's a, that's a Japanese lion dance. Cool, huh? All right. Um, I don't have much else I was going to bring up and talk about, except that I... Uh-oh. How do I do this? Uh... Oh, no, there isn't a longer version. I'm sorry. Uh, Aspat, sorry for leaving the subject, but you perform well. Oh, you perform well in Simulacra 2. Without a doubt, one of the best characters in the game. Sorry, terrible English. You're from Brazil. It's not terrible English. It's perfect English. There's nothing wrong with what you wrote at all. And thank you. I'm not saying that just because you paid me a compliment. Um, no, it really is. Your English is perfect. No problem at all. Uh, and thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed the game. I really hope they do a follow-up like a Simulacra 3. Um, I don't know where they'd take the story, but I would be so proud and happy to do that character again. It, it was a blast. And don't worry. Look, if I'm talking about something, just throw it in the chat. You want to talk about something else? We'll talk about that. Um, Simulacra 2. I can't remember when we shot that. I want to say it was two years ago. But because of lockdowns and house arrests and all the other crap, time has like, it's like, was that a year or was it five years ago? I, everyone is kind of in the same move. move. Uh, if you're talking obligated about the uh, Japanese lion dance, I don't think so. I just, I found that on a Japanese page that I'm a, uh, a fan of. Um, they posted that, so yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to go back to Facebook review because it's not Facebook review anymore. Hang on. Where are we? I got to get to the right one. Okay. Dump that and put that in. <laughs> you see that font? I don't know what the hell is wrong with that thing, but something is desperately wrong with it. Okay. Um, and then finally, I'm going to do this and boom. Check that out. Wait, there we go. <laughs> Meridian 59. Old school. I actually have the music off because it's really loud and obnoxious. And I will probably get some sort of a copyright strike if I do that or they'll shut me down or something. I don't know. Uh, so th then the sounds, I noticed there's some weird issue with the sounds. Now, I got to figure out, okay, back, forward, side to side. You see that? Okay. I'm still trying to get used to, the, there's a map over here on this side, which shows you where you are. I There was one, hang on, let me spin around. 
there. This in is where I started. Let me hang on. Let me there. Let me go inside. Okay. So there's this weird guy hanging around. I don't know what he's doing. And you can go up and you can read the signs. Why is it doing that? Okay, wait. I got to go back. Ah! I just walked into the sign. Unable to go anywhere. Okay, then screw you. Um, I'll go back outside. <laughs> what? Open the door. You see? Bakemo-san, hello. Good to see you. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to pay attention to two things. At, ah, there we go. Okay, I am definitely dumping these sounds. Sorry. They're just, they're way too loud. And I can't seem to be able to uh, to control that. Hold on. Let me see if I can control that. Mm, move around this way. Slide over there. Ugh. Oh, my God. That's so loud. Wait, VLC source is down. Where is my... Okay, I can't find the sound for the game. That's really weird. Let me try that. Maybe that'll work. Hold on. I'm going... No, the sounds are still way over the top. Okay, where's that sign? There it is. Oh, come on. This is ridiculous. You see what I mean? Why can't I read the sign? You're unable to go anywhere. Yeah, I figured that out. Wow. Oh, my God. All right. I thought it was. How about enter? No. Enter just gives me a snake sound. <laughs> I have no idea. You used to be able to hit. Oh, nice. You used to be able to read the signs. It might be time for help. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, I'm going to try moving around here. See where we can go. I don't want to leave yet because so far there's no monsters around here. Um, Oops, just walked through a tree. Mm, what's this place? What's the sign? Oh, this looks good. Let's see if I can go in here. Nope. I can. You see, the space bar does work. Wow, it's dark. Okay, let's try chatting with this guy. That does absolutely nothing. How confusing is this? Okay. What's over there? Why can't I look down? Can I take these things? Oh, ah, there we go. Okay. But that doesn't seem to help. Eventually, be sure to seek out the elder. He's been seeking warriors to help Fend off the mummies. Okay, cool. And what else? I can't seem to pick any of this stuff up. This does not help. How did I get back outside again? Oh my God. And again with the loud, obnoxious sounds. Okay. <laughs> Come on. This is unbelievable. Why can't I get my mouse out of there? That's why. Okay, dump this sound. You see how frustrating I get? How frustrated I get? There's another room over here, another thing. Let's go inside and see if I can get inside. Ah! Oh, my God. Some leather dude inside. <laughs> what? Can I talk to you? Probably not. Now I should be able to read this sign, but apparently it's not letting me. Where'd the sign go? I suck at this. I used to be so good at this game. 
There it is. It won't let me do it. Okay, that's really weird. I don't know why. Hmm. Okay, I'm bored. Enough of this crap. Uh, like I said, I, <laughs> I just wanted to show you basically that I actually got the game. And it's very old school. And it's... I'm trying to rem remember what was like the mid-80s, I think. Uh, so 80s, 90s, 2000s, like 30 over something, 40 years ago. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to play this offline. I'm going to get comfortable to moving around and used to it. And then and then we'll figure out how it works because for now, it ain't happening. It's just boring and silly. So let me log out. Mm, all right. Disconnect. Exit. Do I really want to disconnect? Yes. If I hadn't, I wouldn't have pushed the button. Thanks. Okay. I do talk to inanimate objects all the time. Um, okay. What else is happening? Uh, what else is happening is the wonderful Wizard of Oz. We're going to get to that in just a minute. But as I told you, I actually did check this out. See? Bonk. Skype. Cool, huh? I figured out how to get Skype into my stream. So if you call me on Skype, wherever you may be in the world, and the way to do that is right down here. Um, if you want to just call on a normal voice line, you can do that. If you want to call in a video chat, you can also do that. And this also means my brother, whom we talked about in my last stream, will be able to come on as a guest. So we, will, we are working to coordinate the time. Again, we are at living at opposite ends of the day. He's 12, 13 hours behind me. So for that reason, uh, he's, uh, it's a schedule thing. So we will figure it out and we will have my crazy, insane nut job brother on, uh, on as a guest, hopefully before too long, live from Jersey. That'll be fun. All right. Um, I told you it's a long chapter, and it is, so I'm going to get right into it. We've been on here for 24 minutes. I usually don't do much more than an hour, so um, let me just do a little housekeeping here and then bring up what is chapter 11. Yeah. Um, chapter 11 of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. This is... Uh, the original book from L. Frank Baum. And what you should do if you're looking for classics is to check out Project Gutenberg online. Uh, free ebooks, they are at gutenberg.org. You will find all the classics there. They are all in the public domain, they're free, and you can read some of the classic books. So it is. Uh, it is a well worth your while to pop over and check out the uh, the site Project Gutenberg. We thank them for that amazing service. They're not a sponsor. <clears throat> I just really appreciate the idea that they put this thing together. It's very cool. Um, okay, so moving on, it's the wonderful Wizard of Oz, the original L. Frank Baum book varies from the film a little bit. We've already seen a few characters that uh, were not in the film. And we haven't yet met the Wicked Witch of the West, which is very interesting because, you know, in the film, she shows up right after they land, uh, Dorothy lands the house on her sister and kills her. Then Glenda the Good Witch is there. We met Glenda, but so far, not a peep out of the Wicked Witch of the West. So we'll see when she shows up. This is Chapter 11, The Wonderful city of Oz. Even with the eyes protected by the green spectacles, Dorothy and her friends were at first dazzled by the brilliancy of the wonderful city. The streets were lined with beautiful houses, all built of green marble and studded everywhere with sparkling emeralds. They walked over a pavement of the same green marble, and where the blocks were joined together, were rows of emeralds set closely and glittering in the brightness of the sun. 
The window panes were of green glass. Even the sky above the city had a green tint, and the rays of the sun, you guessed it, were green. There were many people, men, women, and children walking about, and they were all dressed in green clothes and had greenish skin. They looked at Dorothy and her strangely assorted company with wondering eyes, and the children all ran away and hid behind their mothers when they saw the lion, but no one spoke to them. Many shops stood in the street, and Dorothy saw that everything in them was green. Green candy, green popcorn were offered for sale, as well as green shoes, green hats, green clothes of all sorts. At one place, a man was selling green lemonade, and when the children bought it, Dorothy could see that they paid for it with green pennies. There seemed to be no horses nor animals of any kind. The man carried things around in little green carts which they pushed before them. Everyone seemed very happy, contented, and prosperous. The guardian of the gates led them through the streets until they came to a big building exactly in the middle of the city, which was the palace of Oz, the great wizard. There was a soldier before the door dressed in a green uniform and wearing a long green beard. Here are strangers, said the guardian of the gates to him, and they demand to see the great Oz. Step inside, answered the soldier, and I will carry your message to him. So they passed through the palace gates and were led into a big room with a green carpet and lovely green furniture set with emeralds. The soldier made them all wipe their feet upon a green mat before entering the room, and when they were seated, seated he said politely, Please make yourselves comfortable while I go to the door of the throne room and tell Oz you are here. They had to wait a long time before the soldier returned. When at last he came back, Dorothy asked, Have you seen Oz? Oh, no, replied the soldier. I have never seen him. But I spoke to him as he sat behind his screen and gave him your message. He said he will grant you an audience, if you so desire. But each one of you must enter his presence alone, and he will admit but one each day. Therefore, as you must remain in the palace for several days, I will have you shown to rooms where you may rest in comfort after your journey. Oh, thank you, replied the girl. That is, that is very kind of Oz. The soldier now blew on a green whistle, and at once a young girl dressed in a pretty green silk gown entered the room. She had lovely green hair and green eyes, and she bowed low before Dorothy as she said, Follow me, and I will show you to your room. So Dorothy said goodbye to all of her friends except Toto, and taking the dog in her arms, followed the green girl through several passages, up three flights of stairs, until they came to a room at the front of the palace. It was the sweetest little room in the world, with a soft, comfortable bed that had sheets of green silk and a green velvet counterpane. There was a tiny fountain in the middle of the room that shot a spray of green perfume in the air to fall to fall where I'm sorry shot a, a spray of perfume in the air to fall back onto a beautifully carved green marble basin. Beautiful green flowers stood in the windows, and there was a shelf with a row of little green books. When Dorothy had time to open these books, she found them full of queer green pictures that made her laugh. They were so funny. In a wardrobe were many green dresses made of silk and satin and velvet, and all of them fit Dorothy exactly. Make yourself perfectly at home, said the little green girl, and if you wish for anything, ring the bell. Oz will send for you tomorrow morning. So she left Dorothy alone and went back to the others. 
Then she also led them to rooms, and each one of them found himself lodged in a very pleasant part of the palace. Of course, this politeness was wasted on the scarecrow, for when he found himself alone in his room, he stood stupidly in one spot, just within the doorway, to wait till morning. It would not rest him to lie down, and he could not close his eyes, so he remained all night staring at a little spider which was weaving its web in a corner of the room, just as if it were not one of the most wonderful rooms in the world. The tin woodman lay down on his bed from force of habit, for he remembered when he was made of flesh, but not being able to sleep, he passed the night moving his joints up and down to make sure they kept in good working order. The lion would have preferred a bed of dried leaves in the forest and did not like being shut up in a room, but he had too much sense to let this worry him, so he sprang upon the bed and rolled himself up like a cat and purred himself to sleep in one minute. The next morning, after breakfast, the green maiden came to fetch Dorothy and she dressed her in one of the prettiest gowns made of green brocaded satin. Dorothy put on a green silk apron and tied a green ribbon around Toto's neck, and they started for the throne room of the Great Oz. First, they came to a great hall, in which many ladies and gentlemen of the court, all dressed in rich costumes, these people had nothing to do but talk to each other, but they always came to wait outside the throne room every morning, although they were never permitted to see Oz. As Dorothy entered, they looked at her curiously, and one of them whispered, Are you really going to look upon the face of Oz the Terrible? Of course, answered the girl, if he will see me. Oh, he will see you, said the soldier, who had taken her message to the wizard although he does not like to have people ask to see him. Indeed, at first he was angry, and said I should send you back where you came from. And then when he asked what you looked like, and when I mentioned your silver shoes, he was very much interested. At last I told him about the mark on your forehead, and he decided he would admit you to his presence. Just then a bell rang. And the green girl said to Dorothy, This is the signal. You must go into the throne room alone. She opened a little door, and Dorothy walked boldly through, and found herself in a wonderful place. It was a big, round room, with a high, arched roof, and the walls and ceiling and floor were covered with large emeralds set closely together. In the center of the roof was a green light as bright as the sun, which made the emerald sparkle in a wonderful manner. But what interested Dorothy most was the big throne of green marble that stood in the middle of the room. It was shaped like a chair and sparkled with gems, as did everything else. In the center of the chair was an enormous head, without a body to support it, or any arms or legs, whatever. There was no hair upon this head, but it had eyes and a nose and mouth, which was much bigger than the head of the biggest giant. As Dorothy gazed upon this in wonder and fear, the eyes slowly turned and looked at her sharply and steadily. Then the mouth moved, and Dorothy heard a voice say, I am Oz, the great and terrible. Who are you, and why do you seek me? It was such an awful voice she'd expected to come from the big head, so she took courage and answered, I am Dorothy, the small and meek, and I have come for you to help. 
The eyes looked at her thoughtfully for a full minute, and then the voice said, Where did you get the silver shoes? I got them from the wicked witch of the east, when my house fell on her and killed her, she replied. And where did you get the mark upon your forehead? continued the voice. That is where the good witch of the north kissed me, when she bade me good-bye and sent me to you, said the girl. Again the eyes looked at her sharply, and they saw that she was telling the truth. Then Oz asked, and what do you wish me to do? Uh, send me back to Kansas, where my Aunt Em and Uncle Henry are, she answered earnestly. I don't like your country, although it is so beautiful, and I'm sure Aunt Em will be dreadfully worried over my being away so long. The eyes winked three times, and then they turned up to the ceiling and down to the floor and rolled around so queerly that they seemed to see every part of the room. And at last they looked at Dorothy again. "'Why should I do this for you?' asked Oz. "'Because you are strong, and I am weak. Because you are a great wizard, and I am only a little girl.' "'But you're strong enough to kill the Wicked Witch of the East,' said Oz. Mm, "'That just happened,' returned Dorothy simply. I, "'I couldn't help it.' "'Well,' said the head, "'I will give you my answer. "'You have no right to expect me to send you back to Kansas "'unless you do something for me in return. "'In this country,' Everyone must pay for everything he gets. If you wish me to use my magic power to send you home again, you must do something for me first. Help me, and I will help you. What must I do? asked the girl. Kill! The Wicked Witch of the West, answered Oz. But I cannot, exclaimed Dorothy, greatly surprised. You killed the Wicked Witch of the East, and you wear the silver shoes, which bear a powerful charm. There is now but one Wicked Witch left in all this land, and when you can tell me she is dead, I will send you back to Kansas, but not before. The little girl began to weep. She was so very much disappointed, and the eyes winked again and looked upon her anxiously, as if the great Oz felt that she could help him if she would. I, I never killed anything. Willingly, she sobbed, even if I wanted to, how, how could I kill the wicked witch? If you, who are great and terrible, cannot kill her yourself, how do you expect me to do it? I do not know, said the head, but that is my answer. And until the wicked witch dies, you will not see your uncle and aunt again. Remember that the wicked witch is wicked, tremendously wicked, and ought to be killed. Now go, and do not ask to see me again until you have done your task. Sorrowfully, Dorothy left the throne room and went back to where the lion and the scarecrow and the tin woodman were waiting to hear what Oz had said to her. There is no hope for me, she said sadly, for Oz will not send me home until I've killed the Wicked Witch of the West, and that I can never do. Her friends were sorry, but could do nothing to help her. So Dorothy went to her own room and lay down on the bed and cried herself to sleep. The next morning the soldier with the green whiskers came to the scarecrow and said, Come with me. 
for Oz has sent for you. So the scarecrow followed him and was admitted into the great throne room, where he saw, sitting in the emerald throne, a most lovely lady. She was dressed in green silk gauze and wore upon her flowing green locks a crown of jewels. Growing from her shoulders were wings, gorgeous in color, and so light that they fluttered if the slightest breath of air reached them. When the scarecrow had bowed as prettily as his straw stuffing would let him before this beautiful creature, she looked upon him sweetly and said, I am Oz, the great and terrible. Who are you, and why do you seek me? Now, the scarecrow, who had expected to see the great head Dorothy had told him of, was much astonished, but he answered her bravely, Oh, I'm only a scarecrow, stuffed with straw, therefore I have no brains, and I come to you praying that you will put brains in my head instead of straw, so that I may become as much a man as any other in your dominions. Oh, why should I do this for you? asked the lady. Oh, because you are wise and powerful, and no one else can help me, answered the scarecrow. I never grant favors without some return, said Oz, but this much I will promise. If you will kill for me the wicked witch of the West, I will bestow upon you a great many brains, and such good brains that you will be the wisest man in all the land of Oz. I thought you asked Dorothy to kill the witch, said the scarecrow in surprise. <laughs> so I did. I don't care who kills her. But until she's dead, I will not grant your wish. Now go, and do not seek me again until you have earned the brains you so greatly desire. Scarecrow went sorrowfully back to his friends and told them what Oz had said, and Dorothy was surprised to find out that the great wizard was not a head, as she had seen him, but a lovely lady. All the same, said the scarecrow, she needs a heart as much as the tin woodman. So the next morning the soldiers with the green whiskers came to the tin woodman and said, Oz has sent for you, follow me. The tin woodman followed him and came to the great throne room. He did not know whether he would find a, a lovely lady or a head, but he hoped it would be the lovely lady. For, he said to himself, if it is the head, I am sure I will not be given a heart, since a head has no heart of its own, and therefore cannot feel for me. But if, if it is the lovely lady, I shall beg hard for a heart, for all ladies are themselves said to be kindly hearted. But when the woodman entered the great throne room, he saw neither the head nor the lady, for Oz had taken the shape of a most terrible beast. It was nearly as big as an elephant, and the green throne room seemed hardly strong enough to hold its weight. The beast had a head like that of a rhinoceros, only there were five eyes in its face. There were five long arms growing out of its body, and it also had five long, slim legs. Thick, woolly hair covered every part of it, and a more dreadful-looking monster could not be imagined. It was fortunate that the Tin Woodman had no heart at that moment, for it would have beat loud and fast from the terror. But being only tin, the Woodman was not at all afraid, all though he was very much disappointed. I am Oz, the great and terrible, spoke the beast in a voice that was one great roar. Who are you, and why do you seek me? I'm a woodman made of tin, therefore I have no heart and cannot love. Pray you to give me a heart that I might be as other men are. Why should I do this? demanded the beast. Uh, 
because I ask it, and you alone can grant my request, answered the woodman. Oz gave a low growl at this, but said gruffly, If you indeed desire a heart, you must earn it. How? asked the woodman. Help Dorothy to kill the wicked witch of the West, replied the beast. When the witch is dead, come to me, and I will then give you the biggest and kindest and most loving heart in all the land of Oz. So the tin woodman was forced to return sorrowfully to his friends and tell them of the terrible beast he had seen. They all wondered greatly at the many forms the great wizard could take upon himself, and the lion said, "'If he's a beast, when I go to see him, I shall roar my loudest, and so frighten him he'll grant all that I ask, and if he is the lovely lady, I shall pretend to spring upon her, and so compel her to do my bidding. And if he is the great head, he will be at my mercy.' for I will roll his head all about the room until he promises to give us what we desire. So be of good cheer, my friends, for all will yet be well. And the next morning the soldier with the green whiskers led the lion to the great throne room and bade him enter the presence of Oz. The lion at once passed through the door and glancing around saw, to his surprise, that before the throne was a ball of fire, so fierce and glowing he could barely, scarcely bear to gaze upon it. His first thought was that Oz had accidentally caught on fire and was burning up. But when he tried to go nearer, the heat was so intense that it singed his whiskers, and he crept back trembling to a spot near the door. Then a low, quiet voice came from the ball of fire, and these were the words it spoke. I am Oz, the great and terrible. Who are you, and why? Do you seek me? And the lion answered, I'm a cowardly lion, afraid of everything. I came to you to beg that you give me courage so that in reality I might become the king of the beasts, as men call me. Why should I give you courage? demanded Oz. Hmm. Because of all the wizards, you're the greatest, and alone have power to grant my request, answered the lion. The ball of fire burned fiercely for a time, and the voice said, Bring me proof that the wicked witch is dead, and that moment I will give you courage. But as long as the witch lives, you must remain a coward. The lion was angry at this speech, but could say nothing in reply, and while he stood silently gazing at the ball of fire, it became so furiously hot that he turned tail and rushed from the room. He was glad to find his friends waiting for him, and told them of this terrible interview with the wizard. "'What shall we do now?' asked Dorothy sadly. Oh, "'There's only one thing we can do,' returned the lion." and that's to go to the land of the Winkies, seek out the Wicked Witch, and destroy her. But suppose we cannot, said the girl. Then I shall never have courage, declared the lion. And I shall never have brains, said the scarecrow. And I shall never have a heart, spoke the tin woodman. And I shall never see Aunt Em and Uncle Henry, said Dorothy beginning to cry. Be careful, cried the green girl. The tears will fall on your green silk gown and spot it. So Dorothy dried her eyes and said, I suppose we must try it. But I am sure I do not want to kill anybody, even to see Aunt Em again. I will go with you, but 
I'm too much of a coward to kill the witch, said the lion. I will go too, declared the scarecrow, but I shall not be much help to you. I'm such a fool. I haven't the heart to harm even a witch, remarked the tin woodman. But if you go, I will certainly go with you. Therefore, it was decided to start upon their journey the next morning and the woodman sharpened his axe on a green grindstone, and has all his joints properly oiled. The scarecrow stuffed himself with fresh straw, and Dorothy put new paint on his eyes, that he might see better. The green girl, who was very kind to them, filled Dorothy's basket with good things to eat, and fastened a little bell around Toto's neck with a green ribbon. They went to bed quite early, and slept soundly until daylight, when they were awakened by the crowing of a green cock that lived in the backyard of the palace, and the cackling of a hen that had laid a green egg. I told you that was a long chapter, <laughs> and it was. Wow. That's chapter 11. Coming up next time, we'll do chapter 12, which is called The Search for the Wicked Witch. So I have a feeling, finally, we may, we may run into the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Oh, my. That was, a, that was a long, long chapter. It's amazing. It was great. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's still there. Get rid of that. There we go. <coughs> Unbelievable. Sorry about that. Hang on. But that was fun. And a very different Oz than what we saw in the film. Very cool. Uh, the original um, L. Frank Baum's The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. All right, guys. Thanks so much for, uh, for popping in, joining the stream on Facebook Live. I'm not wearing pants. YouTube, Jay Sheldon, and uh, Twitch.tv, Jay Sheldon, no pants. Um, we will see you again on Saturday night. Again, as promised, I, I'm trying to coordinate with my crazy brother to get um, to get him on, on as a guest. We'll talk about his life and ups and downs uh, as an actor. He said, uh, what am I going to talk about? My life as an unsuccessful actor? <laughs> and actually, yes, that's probably a brilliant subject to talk about. So, all right. Um, you are very welcome. Thanks, everybody. They're uh, uh, Invis Toby, Kiwi Little, uh, Bakemosan, and the rest of the gang here, Obligated Orb. Uh, thanks for hanging out. I will uh, see you again on Saturday night, the regular scheduled stream. And uh, other than that, have yourselves a great rest of the week. Enjoy your Friday, which is coming up. Uh, until next time, I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Yo.